does run an aging report and look at their aging buckets. Zero to 30, 30 to 60, 60 to 90, 90 to 120, and anything over 120 days. And just see how much money you got hanging out there. This episode is brought to you by Transworld Systems. For the past 22 years, Jeff has had the privilege to work with small business owners and Fortune 500 companies to enhance their back office processes with technologies to reduce costs, improve profitability, and create great growth opportunities. Transworld Systems brings knowledge, experience, expertise, and superior technology with products that are embraced by thousands of medical facilities, banks, schools, and universities. Transworld Systems has helped clients grow their business and recover billions of dollars over the past 50 years. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today, we have Jeff Dorsey on the call. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, uh, Dr. Robertson. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to kind of start off here, give us a little background on, on Transworld Systems and, and your kind of uh, role and, and how you're serving the community. What do you do? Okay, sure. Um, well, Transworld Systems uh, turns 50 years old uh, this year. Uh, we have been uh, providing uh, accounts receivable analysis, debt recovery to the business and medical community for since 1970. Um, what my role is, is to uh, help business owners, uh, and I, I dive mainly into the healthcare space because that seems to be the biggest uh, playground for us to play in in helping doctors and dentists, but um, you know, we, we assist them in uh, operations as far as helping them streamline processes, identify, you know, ways that we can help them uh, improve their bottom lines. Uh, we also integrate with a lot of uh, the major uh, softwares in both, both the medical and dental space and just show them how we can streamline processes and with our uh, you know, service that has worked, you know, it's a proven system, it's worked for 50 years, how we can cost effectively get their dollars in the door uh, and, and so they can keep more of their money. And, and so for the people who don't necessarily understand this piece of it, maybe they're clinicians, they're not really the business people in it, like maybe kind of um, walk through why this would be an important thing to start outsourcing or looking at outsourcing. Well, um, you know, when I started with Transworld, April will be 22 years, uh, the landscape was a lot different. Uh, at that time, most medical practices, 80 to 90% of their revenue was generated by insurance companies. They filed a claim and they got paid. Well, that landscape has changed. So now the, um, the responsibility of payment has shifted more towards the patient because of uh, higher deductibles, a lot more uninsured people, and uh, it, it's a it's a problem with healthcare providers getting paid because you know they're chasing that money on services they've already provided. Right. Uh, so what we so what we do is we we help them identify those issues. Uh, we show them how we are very um, professional. And we don't alienate their patients, and and how and how we can help them um, 
identify ways to get their dollars in the door without them having to write off, uh, you know, a ton of money every year. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we can show them how to help with some of those slow-paying insurance claims uh, by some of these uh, insurance companies that aren't paying them in a timely fashion also. And, and so for the people that, you know, are going through this process, maybe they have someone internally who's doing some of this management or, or doing some of the bills and trying to do the collections, and, and they've got to the point where they really can't collect. When do they start engaging you? Well, uh that's a great question. You know, I've got a book of clients of about 500 clinics and uh, they all are different. You know, we can make recommendations of uh, when we feel that they can most optimize our services, but um, you know, it ranges anywhere from 60 days to a year old. We like to get the accounts between 90 and 180 days okay? because that gives the staff uh, the ability to do what they're being paid to do in collect, trying to collect those accounts. But, you know, the problem is as those ac- uh, accounts age out, they've got new business coming in that they've got to take care of. And, you know, in most cases, um, they just don't have the staff or the resources to, uh, to handle the influx that they get. So this really capacity issue in most cases, yeah? It is. It is. It is. I mean, um, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a, a dental school that I work with, and when I started with those guys, they had five people in their business office. And uh, you know, they uh, just to put it in perspective, two years ago, I don't know what their numbers were last year, but two years ago, they saw ninety thousand patients. When I saw, met with them, they were just getting overwhelmed. So. Uh, that was seven years ago. They plugged us in as uh, somebody that could help take the the workload off their staff. Yeah, they've increased their staff a little bit, but not much. Uh, but we've been able to collect over a million dollars for for this one entity just by you know plugging in a couple of processes and and a couple of our services. And so where do you find that like a individual would come to you guys? I know you talked about the timing in, in the process, what, you know, what time they would come to you at, but you know, how do they normally reach you? Is it through a referral? Is it through you guys have done some outbound marketing? Is it that you've educated the doctors or like, how do people typically find out about your service? Cause it's, it's kind of unique in the sense that you have a specific market you're working with, but there's also a lot of other companies that do, you know, accounts receivable and some of these other types of services or portions of those services. Uh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, um, but I'll tell you, let me, let me just say this. Uh, when I started, as I said, 22 years ago, there was over 6,000 collection agents. Now there's around 4,000. The reason I, I bring that up is a lot of them didn't become compliant with the new laws because we are one of the most regulated industries out there. So uh, there's a lot of compliance things that we have to deal with. Right. Uh, you know, cybersecurity is a big deal. I mean, two years ago, we invested $17 million in cybersecurity. And we use the same facility that Google, Intel, and J.P. Morgan Chase use. So, you know, I can tell anybody with confidence when they pass along sensitive information to us, they're in the best hands in the industry. So what has happened is you've seen, uh, you know, a lot of collection agencies go by the wayside. But to answer your question is, uh, I mean, we do things the old-fashioned way. We make phone calls. Uh, we knock on doors. 
one of the biggest things that we get recognized by is we integrate with some of the most prominent medical and dental softwares on the market. So, um, you know, and we're also endorsed by several um, medical and dental associations uh, because they've seen the value that we bring to the marketplace. So they're very comfortable in referring us to their members. Gotcha. So yeah, that's more of a relationship type sale where the people are coming in, they're saying, well, we, we know you've had this or you, we know someone else who's used your service and, and we're interested in, in introducing you to somebody else. Now, when you talk to these doctors, do most of them understand what they currently, why what they currently have is not enough? Doctors are healthcare providers. And a lot of them, uh, to be honest, really don't know what's going on in the back end. That's why they hire administrators. That's what they pay those guys to do. You know, on the dental side, they're more in tune to what's going on on the back end as well as the front end. Medical doctors, not, and I'm not saying all of them, but most of them, they're there to treat patients. That's why they, they hire these admins or VP of finances to run their, their businesses. So uh, those are the usually the people I meet with now. You know, if we're dealing with a big organization and there's going to be a lot of money exchanging hands, uh, yeah, we're going to get the principal doctors in the meeting and explain to them what we do and why we do it and what the costs are involved and all that. And uh, once we explain how our process works, we show them results from uh, practices that would be close to what they're doing, then they understand that we do bring value. And, and the other thing is, you know, we guarantee our results. We're one of the few companies out there in our space that lets people know when you invest in us, we're guaranteeing that you aren't going to lose any money. We're going to actually double your investment or greater uh, by doing business with us. And, and so compared to these other companies, then they're, you know, they're looking at that and saying, okay, well, we're going to get a positive ROI. We're going to get a well-vetted company. We're going to get a great service. Um, you know, where do you find that most of these other companies come short other than compliance? I would say customer service. Uh, you know, we touch every state. I mean, we're, we're licensed and bonded in every state that requires it. Uh, we can collect anywhere in the U.S. Uh, we have 18 collection locations throughout the country. You know, we have thousands of employees. We just have a bigger footprint and can provide, you know, superior customer service. I'm not saying other agencies can't do that, but, you know, uh, I've run across hundreds of them in my career. And, um, you know, once somebody gives us a shot, they're usually a client for a long time. I mean, I've got clients who have been with me my entire tenure that I've been with Transworld System. Which is a blessing because, you know, in our industry, people always think grass is the greener on the other side. And they're like, well, we'll try somebody else. Well, I've had that happen. And, you know, a year, 18 months later, they call me back and say, hey, we want to come back. The, that wasn't as good a deal as we thought it was. Well, and, and that that's, brings up a, a good point, right? Not everything is based on price, right? It's really based on cost. And I think a lot of people look at it and say, well, the price of this is cheaper. It's like, yeah, but the cost is so much more. You know what I mean? It's not always about who's got the cheapest product. It's about who delivers or service. It's who delivers for what that cost is, right? And I think what you guys are saying is that you might not be the cheapest individuals, but the cost of what you guys are doing is actually probably one of the best costs. Well, it is. And, you know, like, uh, let's say, you know, we have two different programs. We collect money on a flat fee basis, and we also collect it on a contingency basis, which the majority of our competitors do that, okay? But, uh, you know, it's like I tell people, 
it doesn't matter if I came in and told you I was going to collect your money for 10%. If I didn't collect any money, it doesn't make any difference. So, you know, most people are going to pay somebody 30% to collect 10% of their money. And then they're paying them 100% to collect zero of their money. So what they really need to look at is what their recovery rate is, how much of my money, you know, if I'm giving you a million dollars to collect and you only collect 100,000 of it, and then you're charging me 30%, you got to look at what your net back is. You know, it's not much out of right. that million dollars. Right. And and it's also the the timing, right? How, how fast can you actually do the work? But then it's also how quality is it, right? Like, let's say there's maybe not an audit, but there's some other um, bureaucratic process that people go through. It's like, well, what's your cost then when somebody screws it up, right? You think it's expensive now, just wait till you do it wrong. We provide a lot of ancillary services that a lot of agencies don't. In all three of our services, we have two fixed fee models, uh, a first and a third party service, and then we have our traditional contingency. Well, we do address scrubs. We're tied in directly with the uh, U.S. Postal Service. So if we find a, a, a new forwarding address, I mean, we're going to contact the debtor or the patient at that address, but we're also going to send the client an email alert saying, you know, hey, Dr. Robinson, this patient has a new address. You need to update your practice management software. Here's the new address. We also do bankruptcy scrubs. Uh, we do asset analysis. There's a lot of things that we, we do that we don't charge for, okay, which, uh, you know, we bring a lot of value to the table for what we do. For example, I mean, we're touching these patients, if necessary, five times in each one of our fixed-fee services. Typically, you know, depending on the volume for less than 12 bucks an account, you can't pay somebody in-house to do that, to get on the phone and, and try to reach these people or sit down run an aging report and print, uh, print stuff and mail statements for that. You just can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's talking about outsourcing too, to some level, right? It's like you, even if you could pay somebody to do it for less than what you guys are doing, you still are your currency that you're losing is time for your people in your office, right? If you have a dedicated exactly. administrator, it doesn't matter if you're making money or not making money on it. If they have no hours and they need 40 hours, it's a problem. Exactly. You know what I mean? So outsourcing going with you guys is is a much better option because at the end of the day, you can't run an operation with one person. It's just not going to be possible. So they might as well just contract the services and get it out out of house. I've got some practices that I work with that have over 100 doctors. Okay. And um, to your point, you know, they only have eight hours in a day to work accounts. Okay. So, right. you know, let, let's, let's just say one individual is able to touch 30 or 40 patients in a day. Okay. Well, uh, one of these particular entities, we're tied in with their software. We can touch thousands of them in a day at the click of a button. And right. the cool thing is we generate financial reports every night. So as we generate payment, they report it into their practice management software, which in turn reports it to us. We're, we're generating uh, accounting and financial reports that are at their fingertips. You know, they never have to call us for reports. So, uh, you know, that's another added value that we bring to the table that we don't charge for. You know, we're, we're letting you know, okay, you've spent this much money with us. You've placed this many dollars. This is your ROI. This is your cost to collect. 
And if you were using an agency that was charging, we'll just say 30%, this is what you would have paid them versus what you're paying us. Yeah, and, and it really comes down to modeling too, right? How big is the practice? How small is it? What kind of people they have on staff? What's their capacity? What's the patient load and all these different factors. But I think what you guys are doing is you have these syndicate type partnerships where you have the ability to offer more than one type of service so that somebody can come to you guys directly and say, I want service X and you can deliver service X. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the great thing about, you know, I have, I'll have single doctor practices call me up and we'll get to talk and they're like, well, you guys are too big for us. And I'll say, no, we built our business working with practices just like yours. Uh, so the cool thing is we can work with single doctor practices up to, I mean, we've got healthcare systems that have 2000 plus doctors. Wow. Well, I mean, and that's the diversity of what you guys are doing, right? You're offering a service that's really scalable, depending on how many doctors are in there or how many staff members there are. And then that's a good opportunity because then you can work with a wide variety of people. That's exactly right. And the other thing is, you know, uh, the one thing that we stress to our clients, they never lose control of the accounts. You know, they have to they have to press the easy button, so to speak, on to uh, determine you know, what accounts they want us to work for them. It's not, you know, we can set up automation to where they automatically go. We don't recommend that. We want our, our clients, the, the, the medical or dental facilities, to look at those accounts and make a, you know, a, a good business decision whether that uh, debtor should come to us. We don't want them automatically going. So they have total control of everything that we do. Right. And, and so in your experience, because you've been doing this a while and you have, you know, multiple different services you guys are offering, where should a practice focus be if they don't have any of these systems in place? Where do you recommend they go first? Well, it all starts at the front desk. You know, if somebody owes a copay, they got to collect it. You know, the problem is you've got a lot of these practices that aren't disciplined when patients come in. And then that snowball starts rolling down the hill and gets bigger and bigger because the front desk hadn't done their job in collecting the copays or doing the billing. I mean, I've brought on practices that hadn't sent statements out in six to 12 months. I'm like, how do you intend on getting paid if you aren't billing people? Right. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of holes out there, not as much as there used to be, but there still are. And, you know, it's a training thing. If you've got a good front office, you don't have a lot of problems because your your claims are getting filed properly. You're picking up your copays, bills are going out when they're supposed to go out. Like I tell people, a medical facility is no different than a retail store. You got customers coming in, they consume your services. You need to be paid, and you need to collect that money. Right, and and on top of that, you need to be conscious of the amount of time that you're going to invest in doing that, right? Because at the end of the day, it might be a loss if you're spending more money than you're getting. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's exactly. where the, the outplacement or, or I guess outsourcing would come into place where it'd say, listen, like you can't be good at everything you do. We treat patients here and we serve patients here. But what we can do is we can outsource with a partner like yourself to get some of these processes taken care of so that you don't have to do it. Exactly, Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't use the wordy, dirty word collection agency. I like, to, I like to identify us as a financial technology company because we handle a lot of money and we bring technology to the table to streamline and help with the operations of a business or a medical facility. 
Right. And, and in your experience, then once people start working with you, do they tend to request or ask for these other services? Is that they kind of come in through, you know, some of that collection work and kind of recovering some of the funds that are sitting out there? And then do they kind of go up the chain and start working through some of your other professional services? Well, what happens is we go ahead and set them up for all of them, but they choose which one they want to use. Got it. So okay. there's no cost for us to set them up. All we do is make recommendations. I might say to you, Dr. Robertson, I might say, okay, any accounts you have that are 30 to 60 days, you might want to use our first party accelerator service where we're going to do three reminder letters and two phone calls as your practice where our name is nowhere associated on these contacts. And uh, what we've seen with our practices that do that are three things. It reduces the billing cycle by 60% because most practices are doing a 30, 60, 90 day billing cycle. It speeds the cash up because the contacts are more frequent every seven days as opposed to every 30 days. And you also identify your problem patients faster. Instead of waiting 90 days to do it, you're going to find it out within 60 days. And then with the profit recovery, those accounts are going to be 90 to 180, but we collect money up to a year with that service. That's where we're sending the five third-party legal collection demands. Okay. Our name is on it. And then anything over a year, um, I, I recommend six months, but we have a lot of clients that will wait to a year and then they, they turn it over to our collections. And the reason I recommend six months once you have an account that hits a year, you got about a 10% probability of collecting it. Really? So it goes down that much? Absolutely. Yeah, we give them a, we've got a chart that was, um, it was actually designed by the Department of Commerce, United States Department of Commerce. But when you have an account that reaches six months old, you've got about a 30% chance to collect it at that age. So we're all about the age. We don't care about the dollar amount. We're worried about the, the age of the account. If you can wrap your head about getting us the accounts when we recommend, we're going we're gonna to do great for you and have a long-term relationship. Right. Where our services don't work is two reasons. Either people don't use us when they sign up or they don't use us properly. Got it. So in your experience then, you know, kind of to wrap up this session, there's a lot of pieces in here that I think a lot of the physicians that listen to this podcast are going to start to understand. What would you recommend that a clinician does, you know, maybe they're, they're very focused on treating their patients. They have a front desk staff and they have some support staff, but they don't really know where to go. What should they do first? Like what kind of audit internally should they do before they start shopping the market for something like what you have? Well, the first thing I would recommend is run an aging report and look at their aging buckets, uh, zero to 30, 30 to 60, 60 to 90, 90 to 120, and anything over 120 days. And just see how much money you got hanging out there. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, what's going to happen is they're going to see a big balloon in the zero to 30 because uh, they're waiting for payments from the insurance companies. Now, let me just throw this out there. We also provide a third-party collection service that goes after insurance companies. Okay. So, uh, you know, for the the Blues, the Aetnas, the Cygnas, and all these ones out there, uh, that are stalling payments, we go after those guys as a collection agent and have tremendous success. Um, you know, my clients over the past 20 years have probably spent uh, about $2 million with me with that service. 
and we've collected in excess of 200 million for them. Wow, so that's great ROI for them, right? It's unbelievable ROI. I mean, I can collect insurance money for literally three cents or less on the dollar. Wow. That, and that's amazing. Like people should be looking at that and saying, hey, this is how we're going to grow, right? We're going to, it's not about the service you render. It's not what you bill. It's about how much you actually collect, right? And at the end of the day, you can either be average or you can actually go and collect what you need to collect. Exactly. Right. You know, I mean, um, I've got a hospital for the last 20 years. All I have done for them is collect automobile insurance, liability claims. Um, they've spent $46,000 with me and we've collected $18 million for them. Yeah, I mean that's that's a total win. There's there's no other way to do that. So let's right. let let's think about this this way. So first of all, how can people reach you? What's an email, a phone number, a website, whatever it is you want to throw out here? How can people reach out to you who are physicians or maybe they're in the in a practice working and they're they they want a discovery call. They want to kind of learn a little bit more about how you can help them. Absolutely. Um, my office number is seven zero six eight five four. 0162. My cell phone is 706-267-7513. My email is jeff, J-E-F-F dot Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y at transworldsystems.com. And my website is www dot gotsi.com forward slash Jeff Dorsey. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, explaining that and kind of going through the the different processes. I think a lot of doctors are going to value the process because I think a lot of them rely so heavily on a front desk or a support staff member to be able to manage this. But by them listening to this episode of the podcast and having a better understanding of the process, they can be better teachers, educators, and facilitators of, of their business growth. Yeah, and, and let me just throw this out there. You know, uh, I'm always willing to help somebody. You don't have to do business with me for me to help you. Um, you know, I'm I'm all about helping these doctors because they work extremely hard. And unfortunately, the general public thinks they have rooms full of money and they don't know how expensive it is to run a practice. And if I can do just one thing to help a doctor, uh, you know, I'm all about that. Yeah, well, we we definitely value that. And I appreciate you taking, you know, a half hour of your day today to chat with us on the prospecting show. And I look forward to hearing what the listeners have to say about this episode. Well, listen, Dr. Robertson, I appreciate the opportunity very much. And I thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good day.